This episode of the Martial Arts Podcast is brought to you by Galesburg Academy of Martial Arts. Their Open Championship Tournament will be held this year on Saturday, April 25th at Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg, Illinois. Events include grappling, weapons, breaking, forms, and sparring. For more information, call or text Master Aaron at 309-299-5845 or visit galesburgmartialarts.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 9 of the Martial Arts Podcast. This podcast takes a look at the stories and lives of the people involved in the world of martial arts. I am your host. My name is Adam Bockler. Ni hao. I am a traveler. I am a person who's learning Chinese. But most importantly, I am a martial artist. Before we go any further, this is a podcast and a blog supported by martial artists just like you. So rate, download, subscribe on iTunes or at adambockler.com. You can like me, Adam Bockler, on Facebook at facebook.com slash adambockler. And each and every week, I am writing a blog called This Week in Martial Arts. I post really cool martial arts links that I found in the past week, and I share them with you. They are pictures, videos, history, MMA, uh, really anything related to martial arts. I'll go ahead and throw it in there. This Week in Martial Arts comes out every Saturday at adambockler.com, and you can subscribe for updates on each of the posts while you're there. And more than likely, that's where I'll be spending most of my time instead of producing a somewhat monthly podcast going forward. If you'd like to sponsor my blog to get the word out about your latest publication, maybe it's a book, a magazine, or whatever, hey, maybe you want to promote an upcoming tournament or a seminar, uh, whatever you want to do, please get in touch with me. This month's guest is Kim Aldous. Mrs. Aldous has been in the martial arts in four different decades after starting in 1987. She's married to Steve Aldous, who was the guest on the second episode of the podcast last year. And the reason why I wanted Mrs. Aldous on the podcast is because I think she's a great example of not only women in martial arts, but martial arts in general. Anybody, male or female, doesn't matter, transgender, whatever. Uh, I talked a few weeks ago on my blog about how women had a great week that particular week because of a few reasons. Uh, one, Vice produced a video showcasing Chinese female bodyguards. It's like a 12-minute long video. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and the other reason was that after Ronda Rousey's latest UFC victory, lots of guys were talking about fighting her. I don't know why. That The speculation about it is just stupid, in my opinion. Ronda Rousey doesn't need to fight a man to prove herself. And the guys look like idiots for trashing her. Uh, she's even said several times that she won't fight a man, but really, what would a guy gain by fighting her? If he says he's going to beat her, then he just looks like a guy who wants to beat up women. And if he were to fight Ronda Rousey and lose, then he just lost to a girl. I see no win in this for guys. Men, let's let Ronda Rousey be the fighting champion and role model that we want her to be. All of that is to say that women in martial arts are like women in the workplace and in other facets of life. They can be made to look inferior to men. And Mrs. Aldous has spent her martial arts career and really her life showing both men and women that women are not inferior. Females should be treated equally with the men. Mrs. Aldous and her husband have told countless stories off the air about how she competed or did something else to impress a group of men. And once they accept her, she's in. But for many years, she's had the fact that she's a woman working against her, which I think is ridiculous. Anyway, in this conversation that I have with Mrs. Aldous, I get her take on what it means to be a woman in the martial arts. We have a conversation that feels a bit raw and might seem unrehearsed, but to me, that's the point. 
We didn't rehearse. We didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about, but we were just both happy to talk martial arts. I hope you like my conversation with Kim Aldis. We've heard some stories before about how, uh, you know, you haven't been looked at in the best light because you're a woman going to some of these tournaments. I mean, can you tell me about some of the experiences that you've had with uh, going to tournaments and, and, uh, you know, kind of experiencing some resistance from maybe some of the old guard? Well, you do have, there is a tendency for guys to be a little more swayed against females doing competition. But I, I don't, I don't guess that they've been all too ultra negative. I mean, for the most part, they kind of pushed me along and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of encouraged me that I could do things that I didn't think I could do. Yeah. Um, and not only in sparring, but in weapons and empty hand kata. Uh, when I when I first started competing, all I would do was fight. That that was that's all I wanted to do. But then uh, one year, Mister Webster said to me, "I want you to fight in my or I want you to run an empty hand kata in my tournament." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> yes, I want you to work something up and run it." So I do, and I not I, I can't just go against women. I have to get in there and go with the guys too. Mm-hmm. Now, what year was this? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't remember for sure when I met Mr. Webster. Um, I'd say probably about two thousand six, maybe two thousand seven. Yeah, and had you? How much competition had you had by this point? Uh. I started competing probably back in about 89, 88 or 89. So you've been competing for a while before. Yeah, but only sparring. Hmm. And started off, it was continuous sparring because I was in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went to point sparring when I we met up with Mr. Price, and that was in 2006. Um, I like point sparring because it gave me more targets. <laughs> Being short, sometimes I can't kick these people in the head. Yeah. So uh, it gave me more targets, and I could still utilize my punches, even though they didn't count. But, you know, you hit somebody in the chest a couple times, and they don't want to get hit that way anymore. And it makes them think a little bit. Yeah. So what, what form did you wind up competing with? Saison was my competition form. Hmm. Did you ever try any other ones? Did you ever try to mix it up? Uh... Well, I mean, I started off with my, you know what? I did do, in Taekwondo, I did some empty hand forms. I forgot about that because I did my Taekwondo forms. Um, I like the Okinawan forms. They're more dynamic. Yeah. But, no, when I picked Seisan, that was the one I really liked, the one I felt, and I pretty much stuck with it. I think I tried Ananku, but... Saison was the one that, if I'm going to do a competition, that's the one I'm going to run. Yeah. Now, are you... I don't think I've ever seen you compete. Are you still competing, or...? No. No? I quit a couple years ago. Uh, I think it's been about two years. So now, it's just... My thing with competition was, when I hurt my leg, I, I had an ACL injury, and had to have my ACL reconstructed. Then, a year later, Steve had to have his done. Mm. Well... When I had mine done, he said to me, you work hard and you rehabilitate and I'll come out of retirement and I'll start competing and we'll do it together. 
So, oh, that was just like, that was the best time. You know, to be able to see him compete and yeah. be a part of it. That was awesome. But uh, then after he got injured, we did it for another couple years. And then it just, our regular training was going to the wayside a little bit because we were always working on competition stuff. Mm-hmm. And we decided we're not going to do this anymore. So we got back to our Tai Chi and, you know, do a little bit with all of our forms. And yeah, and you're still very active with the competition scene as far as going and judging or yeah. observing. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about judging? Because you judged one of my rings, I think, before. I've judged a couple of your maybe rings, a, actually. Yeah, maybe one I can remember, one I can remember. But uh, what do you like about being a judge? I want to be as fair as I can. I see too many times I've seen an instructor... Or a judge, I'm, I'm sorry, a judge, look at what somebody's wearing, look at their uniform, and they don't even pay attention to what they're running. You know, it's all political. Yeah. And I don't want to be that way. Could be the greatest form they've ever seen. Exactly. But they've closed their mind to it. Yeah. And just because you're you're out there and you believe in somebody and you give them your attention, you know, you don't know how far they can go. You know, you just might be that little bit of a spark that push them, pushes them on to achieve great things. Yeah. I was at, uh, I was at a tournament in Galesburg, uh, which I'm going to again this year, and, and I was there last year, and uh, uh, the kid, I don't think the kid got even got, like, first place. He might have gotten, like, second place or something. Mm-hmm. And he came up, and he walked up, and he's got tears in his eyes, which, you know, as, an, as a judge, you're always like, oh, man, this is always, like, the worst I mean, it's not the worst, but I mean, you're always really bummed as a judge to see a kid come up with tears. But they I just were, want to hug him. Well, they were tears of joy, though, because he came up, he's like, it's my birthday tomorrow, and I got to compete today, and this was the greatest present I got. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, <laughs> this wow. kid is the best. Wow. I was like, I wish it was that way all the time. I mean, you have kids that are, like, throwing a fit because they got second or something yeah. like that, so. I don't like this trophy. Yeah. That's not what it's about. This medal is too heavy around my neck. I can't uh-huh. wear it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I mean, I've seen other... There, there's a young man that lives in Terre Haute, Indiana. His name's Jacob Garcia. And he's a, one of our special athletes. He's... Um, oh my gosh, he's the smartest kid you'd ever even... You would never imagine the knowledge that boy has. I say boy, he's actually a man. He's in his 20s. <laughs> Um, he's a boy I'm still to me. a boy though, right? Yeah, yeah, you guys are still boys to me. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I can't remember what he has, but he's very limited in his abilities, his physical abilities. But th- that doesn't stop him from trying. He gets yeah. out there and he just does his best. And he enjoys it. And because you appreciate what he does, it, it just it gives him spark to even try harder. Yeah. So, that's one of my favorite things about judging. Well, let's uh, take a little bit of a detour, and let's talk a little bit about your your martial arts experience here. You have, when I was looking at your bio, holy smokes, you have so many instructors and so much... I do. (laughs) So much experience. This area is a wealth of knowledge with the instructors we've got around here. Um, And we've got so many... Really, really good competitors that are now retiring and they're trying to, you know, they're passing their knowledge on. Mm -hmm. But I was fortunate enough to come up under them. Um, 
Steve Aldis, obviously my husband now. <laughs> um, I started off with Kelly O'Keefe mm-hmm. <laughs> when I first came to Peoria, and I fought in the Tough Man Contest. He was one of the people that was the uh, ringman, the corner cornerman. Mm. Sorry about that. And uh, I hadn't had any knowledge of... I'd never been in a fight like that before in my life. So uh, after I was finished and did okay, went all three rounds against Joni, who she she had just fought the Nationals the weekend prior. And she's like six foot four, weighed 175 pounds. And here I am with these gloves on that I thought was going to break my arms because they were so heavy. When you have one, they feel heavy. Yeah. And I got in there, did well, but then afterwards I'm like, okay, I need to learn something here. (laughs) So I went over to Mr. O'Keefe's school, and after I moved to Peoria, I studied with him, got my black belt under him, and that's where I met Mr. Aldous, and started learning Xingyi Chuan and Tai Chi Chuan. Um, From there, what did I do? Well... Studied under Ben Mitchell for a little while. Really liked it. He's a great instructor. Um, and Vera Harrison used to go to Kelly O'Keefe's before she broke off onto her own. She was one of the people who kind of inspired me. Actually, before I came to Peoria, Miss Harrison was the one person who gave me her card. And she said, if you ever need anything, look me up. She offered me if I needed a place to stay to come to her place. Well, I never did, but just the thought that, you know, somebody like of her stature mm-hmm. would offer her place open to me. It just, I don't know, it caught me off guard and floored me. So I've always kind of looked up to her and wanted to be like her when I grow up as a martial artist. Um, so she's always been there in the background of my martial arts career. Uh, then met Mr. Price, who scared the living daylights out of me at first, but he was a big teddy bear. Well, what was what was what was so scary about him? I mean, I've met him a couple times, and I've I've never been scared of him, but I have the first couple times I met him, I'm like, man, this this guy's the real deal. Like he's just it, intimidating. <laughs> I mean, partly his knowledge. Um, I have been around such. High quality martial arts, Mr. Horn, Mr. Webster, Mr. Keppel. And I always try my best to do the very best that I can possibly do because I'm not out there just for me. I'm out there for all women. Um, too many guys say, oh, women shouldn't be in the martial arts. Really? I'm going to show you. And, you know, I'm going to do it respectfully. So, the same as people before me have open the door for me. I want to do the same for them. But, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, we were talking about some of the different instructors that oh, yeah. that we trained under, but I mean, if we want to go with that train of thought too, that's a, <laughs> would be a good place to go. But, I mean, there those are a couple of others. And then with Mr. Horn, he introduced us to Mr. Fay, who we went down to Mena, Arkansas. And I did my first woman's self-defense, or not women's self-defense, self-defense, where I made my own, um, applications Mm -hmm. and started demonstrating that started me on that and that was that was fun um (laughs) and 
there was another old time, old school martial artist that when he belted out, hey, sister, I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, I just made myself proud. Yeah. So I start, I strive to make Steve proud too. Uh, now talking a little bit about, because I do want to talk about that, um, for a little bit, the, the women's self-defense, mm-hmm. um, you've done a number of seminars mm-hmm. and what's the feedback that you've gotten from, from these? You mean from the people who take the class? Yeah. Like what do they say to you? I mean, do they talk to you afterwards? Do you keep in touch with anybody or? Well, as you know, we just had a women's self-defense seminar and what two people who attended that seminar had gone underground situations previously, one of which I knew about, the other I didn't know. Um, after the seminar, both of them contacted me, and they were thrilled with the things that they'd learned. Um, one of the things I say in my flyer is empower yourself, and that's truly what I believe. I'm teaching them how to take what they already have and just be smart about things. And so far, the, the feedback I've re- received is positive. Um, seem to like it, and we have a lot of fun. That's great. I have fun, too, because I get beat up. I know. And uh, I think I told you for a couple of days afterwards, I had a, uh, I had like a bruise or a, yes. a pinch oh, on my leg. Geez. Ouch, man. You know, but it was worth it, because what I didn't want to do was have them show up and have them just slightly grab me by the leg and then... Had me say, yeah, that'll work. When it really wasn't going to work. Exactly. That's, You're not that could have been favor. the worst thing that I would have would have mm-hmm. done for them that day. You're not doing them a favor. Yeah. And too many times I've been to the seminars myself where I'll go to somebody's seminar. I'll take anybody's seminar. I want to learn. So if I can learn a better way to teach somebody else things, I'm going to do it. So I've been to seminars where they'll try to teach joint locks. You're not going to do that for self-defense. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something effective and get away. And and these are women. They're not going to go toe-to-toe with most guys. Uh, some of them some of them could, I guess. But yeah. Well, it's like no, your husband. That's not what we're there for. It's like your husband said all, says all the time, you know, uh, technique technique is, is a factor and it's important, but, you know, you can't discount strength either. Right. And that... You know, not to not to generalize, but I guess that most women aren't as strong as most guys. I agree totally. That's why we just have to do something effective to get away. Don't feel sorry for the person who's sitting there trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Hurt him, get away, and get help. You know, you can, you're not going to have a guy there all the time. Yeah. And you may be in a situation that you have children with you. You've got to protect you and your children. You can't wait for somebody to come along. So, what, um, yeah, I realize I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, asking a lot of questions. Just, you know, interested. Uh, usually I try to structure these so where I kind of tell a story along the way, but this one I'm, I'm trying, you know, doing a little experiment where I'm just thinking of things that pop into my head. Um, you know, when you're training and, and you have a very diverse background and you've been to a lot of seminars on this, that, and the other thing, what are some of your favorite things to do in martial arts? Like, do you like a particular, and I don't want to put any arts on the spot, but do you like a particular art more than the other? Or when you're talking about going to a seminar, do you want to work joint locks or do you want to work applications or? Personally, I love joint locks. Yeah. Well, I I know you like joint locks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jiu-jitsu was one of my very favorite things. I absolutely loved it. And I think part of that was because I'm short. Um, I'm vertically challenged. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it gave me kind of an advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love jujitsu. So, yes, I like joint locks, but I just like to learn. It's all fun. You know, it's empowering. Yeah. That's the best word I can say. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's it's fun going and, and uh, you know, if we're going to a seminar or something and being like, yep, I can bring that back to my art. Or, yes. yep, I didn't know anything about that, so now I have some knowledge of that. And I think that one of the things that I've learned over all the time that I've been in martial arts, which is, what, 28 years now? Um, and I started when I was two. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've learned is it all comes first full circle. The people who are starting off in hard styles, they get to a point where they're hurt, their bodies are hurt, and they have to bring it back to a soft style, internal. Um, the internal... Martial artists have a tendency to delve out into the hard style world, but it all comes right back. Things from, you know, when I started in Taekwondo, I was like, oh, this is the style I like. I'm not ever going to anything else. Then I found Jiu-Jitsu. No, I like this too. <laughs> so you just gradually keep adding on. Each each art has their little thing that Taekwondo is a good kicking art, you know, Karate is good strong stances and punching. Tai Chi is the smoothness and flowing in and out. Mm -hmm. They all combine and one's not better than the other. Yeah. It's a little bit of all of them to make a good art. And I think that's fun. It is fun. I like it. So, um, so when you're doing something in a seminar you've gone to, then you go, oh, this is like what we do. You know, the eye-opener of that is yeah. neat. Oh, I've seen this before. Uh-huh. This is like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts like this. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it hurts differently than the way the other thing yeah. hurts. Like, that's, that's kind of a fun thing. And, Steve, can I try this on you? <laughs> Adam, come here. <laughs> come here, let me try that. Does this really hurt? <laughs> Now, as uh, you started martial arts in your twenties, now what's that like? Because actually, I started martial arts when I was. This is going to give away my age. I was twenty-one. Twenty-one. So, you're twenty-one and you're learning a new martial art. What is that like? Because I've always, uh, when I've taught, usually it's been kids or like parents who want to train with their kids. I haven't seen a whole lot of people, and I haven't started training with a whole lot of people. In their 20s. So what, what was that experience like for you? It was scary. Uh, but it was something I liked. I, I, for some reason, I was just drawn to it. But it was scary. Um, I had some skeletons in my closet that I had to work through. And it helped me. And then that's what got me into wanting to teach women self-defense. And not only am I overcoming my own fears... I help other people to overcome them and show them that they don't have to be a victim. So that makes me feel better. That I gain strength from that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Does that answer your question? I, I believe it does, yes. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, let's scan some more of your bio here. Look at all these arts. This is... It's I, I didn't know. Fun. Yeah, when I, when I looked through this, I knew you had a background in a couple different ones, but I didn't know like how many and your ranks in them, too. I mean, And you know what I like? That nobody has a clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I want that person out on the street to not have a clue. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm probably going about this the wrong way. Like, I've got a Facebook page. I'm like trying to get the word out that I do this, but like, and that's okay. You know, I don't know. Some part of me is like, yeah, maybe I should just shut up about this and not, not try to blabber on. Makes but, people wonder. Yeah, I guess. But you know, most most of the people don't know. They just think I'm some jabroni walking along the no, street they don't. and then whatever. So. No, they don't. Uh, seminars, Hall of Fame. I was just thinking about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, let's talk about the Hall. Of, so, which, without uh, going through, which year were you, um, or what was it like being brought into the Hall of Fame for the first time? Oh my gosh, overwhelming. Was it very overwhelming? I don't deserve this. I am nobody. <laughs> I am just the average person out there trying to learn. You know, the Hall of Fame is for all these greats like Mr. Aldous and, you know, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris and, uh, overwhelming, definitely. That's got to say something about your abilities and your skills and your perseverance, I mean, with 28 years. Well, um, and I found out that the people who nominated me for the Hall of Fame was Mr. and Mrs. Avonshine who I respect the heck out of. Um, Mr. Avonshine's overcome his own issues with later in his life being crippled from a car wreck and in a wheelchair. He doesn't let that stop him. Uh, which, again, that's that's one of those things that says uh, that I say, if he can do it, why can't I? Yeah. You know, more people should be that way. Um, but yeah, they nominated me, so... When I found that out, it was kind of humbling. But then when you go and you see, you meet all the people there and they just respect you because you get out there and you do what you do. Um, I made a lot of good friends that way. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Share the martial arts. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about that camp. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Now, see, that's another thing. I was I was terrified at first. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I don't have anything to bring to this. Well, last year, I taught my first seminar there. And I thought I was going to be teaching women, and they switched it up on me at the last minute, so I got to <laughs> teach the guys. But I felt like the things that we went over, I felt like they were well-received. Um, I, I didn't really get a lot of, well, you can't make it work. Mm-hmm. Because anybody knows that I'm going to show you how it works. Yeah, and I can Her, testify to the fact that it worked. Yeah, and you had at least I know Landry was up there, and he oh, he he's a maniac. It. Yeah, and a couple I, I'm sure you tried it out on a few other people, and it worked for them too. Yeah, and then last year at Miss Harrison's tournament, I taught the a lot of the same things because the seminars were so close. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you have Colonel Gifford there, huge monster of a guy. <laughs> You know, and I believe he's a showdown. No, 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 I'm not a showdown. Uh, 
what degree is he? he he's an eighth degree. Okay. Um, oh, he's going to strangle me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you uh, see you in August. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to show me what for. <laughs> but, uh, he's one of these people that you have to prove things to. And I think this was one of my proudest moments. Uh, technique from our Tai Chi, uh, pluck needle from the bottom of the sea. And I'm showing it on him. I, well, I'm showing it. And he says, come here and do that to me. Show me how it works on me. I'm like, oh, crap, I hope this works. <laughs> so, of course, I have to modify it a little bit because I come up to about his belly button. Yeah. So, uh, I need him in the thigh and proceeded with the technique and he went straight on his face. <laughs> so, I think that works. Yeah, I think it does, too. <laughs> but, uh, the... Back to what you asked about the seminar in Wisconsin. Um, that's another one of those that we were asked to go, scared to death at first, but then you, you make lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. They're super, super wonderful people. Yeah. And I was really glad when you guys, you and Vin cut with, went with us last year. Yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'd like to go again this year and yeah. see what, what they had to offer. And they're growing. You know, They're doing so much better. You know, the more people they can get in there, the better mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool couple of days. It's a camp for two nights mm -hmm. up in Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, it was a unique experience for me because uh, I, you know, I live by myself. I don't usually stay, I don't usually sleep with other people. <laughs> Let alone kids. And, yeah, so there's a cabin and it's like ten people and there's about eight kids. <laughs> I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> So it was, it was, it was fun. It was definitely a new experience mm -hmm. for me. But uh, it's a great time of, you know, you get up, you go to your morning workout, your morning warm up, go to breakfast, come back, your seminar, 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 lunch, seminar, 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 dinner, then it's relax time. Yeah. Yeah. You're not bored. Oh no. There. there are plenty of people Very to talk to. And yeah. And that's one of the things that I like about seminars is, you know. You get to talk with people and meet new people, and mm -hmm. you know, there's not really much downtime. It's just go, go, go. Ah, speaking of new people and seminars, um, here in April, coming up for the Hall of Fame, we'll be going to that, um, Kathy Long. Now, that is another person who I have always been like, oh, I just wish I could be a, just a partial bit of how good she is. Well, I'm going to get to meet her for the first time, and I'm excited. You better take a lot of pictures. Oh, I'm going to. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, I'll, You're I'll gonna snap You're going to take pictures? Them. Yep. I'll get pictures of you guys. Yeah. Do you know if she's going to be teaching it or is it like She a... is teaching a seminar. Oh, good. I don't know what she's teaching. I'm assuming it's going to be kickboxing, but she's not just a kickboxer, though. She's a well-known martial artist. Um, you got Cynthia Rothrock, too, but I think Kathy Long is better than Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> uh, obviously, never met either of them, but just like what I see. Plus, I know that Kathy Long has... Um, an interest in Harley Davidson motorcycles. Yeah. Yes. You guys are like two peas in a pod. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, she would be a cool friend to have. Yeah. So I'm getting a, I'm kind of hearing this theme of you just had to prove yourself over and over again to people along the way that, but it's both a personal challenge for yes. you and uh, you feel that others, you need to prove yourself to others. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not just that I feel like I have to prove myself to others. 
a lot of it is proving it to myself. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I, I can remember back to, uh, this is the one that your husband likes to talk about a lot, where that women's self-defense, the first one that I went to, I don't know if it's the first one that you did in Peoria, but it was the first one that I went to, and Big Jeff was there. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> 6'10", 300 pounds. The guy should be working for Vince McMahon yeah. because of how large he is. And and tell me what you did with Jeff at that seminar. Well, I was teaching chokes, and I said, you know, I have to have somebody to choke me, and I don't want somebody just to halfway put it on me. I want to be choked. I said, okay, i got to pick somebody here. Best person to be is going to be Big Jeff. If I can't get a lot, if I can't get out of it with him, how is anybody else going to? Mm-hmm. How am I going to have confidence in what I'm teaching if I can't use my own technique to get out? So he came over, choked me, and he's like, "No, I can't." I'm like, "Choke me!" So he did, and I just pushed him right off, and it gave me the uh, it, well, it let me know that the technique worked. It showed the other people that the technique's going to work. And then he was like, well, wait a minute. Let me do that again. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, yeah, if anything, in my mind, it it legitimized you. Exactly. To those people. Exactly. And I remember seeing that and I was like, wow. <laughs> and if I would have failed, I would have done exactly what I tell them to do. Follow up with something this, different. Yeah. Go to something else. Don't stop. Because he's going to choke you out then. Yeah. So it was going to work one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff just didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, luckily it only took him one try to find out what what was going to happen to him. Uh, Let me take a look here. What else do we have? They must be watching a good show upstairs. Must be. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were watching uh, Funniest Home Videos when we came down. I like that because it makes you smile. Yeah. How can you not watch that and laugh? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you're not laughing at the video because it's generally funny, you're like, oh, that's just so stupid, and mm-hmm. then you laugh anyway. Exactly. Um, what's next? What's next for you? More learning. I think I would like to delve more into the self-defense, and I want to open it up to men, too. One of the things that, especially with this last seminar I did... I was like, why am I limiting this just to women? Guys need to know this. So many guys don't know how to hit properly or, you know, exactly what they should do to get out of a situation. I want to open it up to men. And kids, you know, there's so many different realms of self-defense, whether it be for children, teenagers, people going to college, um, mothers, um, stay-at-home moms, working moms, um, that's just to cover the women, and then, of course, like I said, men. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much to teach, but then I want to learn. I want to keep learning, continue my education in it. Is there a uh, is there something that you want to learn more than anything else by chance, or? Um, I like the application. You know, I'm getting a little better and liking more of taking our forms, especially our Tai Chi form, and taking the applications out of it, understanding it more. Uh, I'm getting a better understanding of 
forms that I never had before. It was just movements before. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to appreciate it. I think I'm kind of backwards in that way because so many martial artists appreciate their kata before they appreciate the sparring. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I just had a little anger issues, a few anger <laughs> issues I had to get out. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I'm a little backwards. Yeah. Well, I can say that I've always, uh, forms have always been my personal favorite thing. Sparring, I get nervous because I don't do it that often, really. See, I don't anymore. And now, something that I used to absolutely love to do for hours on end, I hardly ever do. And now I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. And then I'm getting older, and that creeps into my head. <laughs> Boy, the things we can do when we're younger and we just <laughs> don't even think about well, it. That's, that's the other thing I'm thinking. Like, man, like when I'm, you know, 50 or 60, I might not be able to spar, but mm-hmm. I'm 25. Like, I want to go out and kick some butt right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in this weird limbo where, you know, I can't. Kind of, in some respects. Like, unless I were to well, go to Well, you can't another... go out, like, to the bars and well, no, no, no. legitimately try to kick some butt. Yeah. But... Yeah. And I'm not going to hang out on the bad corner of the street to where I'm getting myself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if this works. Nah, <laughs> not the smart thing to do. Yeah, but some of the karate masters used to do that, though. I know. We've evolved since yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just love that they would go and, and uh, you know, just challenge people and then just beat each other up. Like, yeah. Just... Oh Part of me gosh. loves it and thinks it's so much fun. Part of me is like, ah, are you so guys crazy? Yeah, I am so glad we don't do that anymore. I know because I feel like I would have for the people that know me. I feel like I would have a target on my back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And even at work, I get asked like, "What do you? What would you do in this scenario? What would you do in that scenario? Or show me how you do this." I'm like, "Oh my, come on, guys." <laughs> See, that's something funny. So many people at work have no clue, really, of what I do. No, I just had somebody that I've worked with probably for. Five or six years. I said something about the self-defense seminar, and she goes, well, who's teaching it? And I said, I am. You do that? (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so many people. I've been in that company 20 years this next week. Yeah. So many people don't even have a clue. Hmm. Do you choose not to tell them, or do you just kind of, is that just an aspect that you're like, you know what, work is work, and I just want to. It's a lot of that. Um. I'm not ashamed of it, not by any means. Somebody asked about it, I'd start talking right away. <laughs> but I'm there to do my work, and I try to do a really good job at it. And yeah. I'm not doing my employer a favor if I'm just standing around talking. Fair point. So I try I try to be a good employee. Yeah. But, and I'm probably, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably more of a, Shy kind of person. I stay to myself a lot. Don't mean to be that way, but I think some people kind of think I'm snooty. But snooty. You know, I don't really don't have my nose up in the air. Yeah, I can understand. I'm that. more afraid to go up and say anything than that. So. Yeah. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have anything that you'd like to like to share? Hmm. Not that I can think of. Um, it's been fun. I had a fun time doing yeah. this. Yeah, I it's did too. It's fun just sitting and talking to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to do in a class setting, you know. But I guess, well, 
And this last this last self defense seminar, I had one of the girls approach, and she said that she thinks she's going to be interested in taking Tai Chi. You know, any of the things that where I can kind of help give another person encouragement to come along and see if this is something that they enjoy. I like doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of get a close bond with the people that we interact with, kind of like you're my little brothers and sisters. And that's that's kind of how it is. You're my family. So, yeah. I just want to be an encouragement to anybody I can. Kind of pass on the torch that was passed on to me. That's great. Well, uh, I don't speak for everybody, but I think that's great that that you want to do that, and uh, you know, you're. I think you're an inspiring martial artist, not only to women, but but to guys too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Alright, now let's get into some plugs and upcoming events. Saturday, April 18th, I'm teaching yoga. I'm leading this seminar as part of the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame gathering in Indianapolis. Saturday, April 25th, I'll see you at Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg, Illinois for the second annual Galesburg Academy of Martial Arts Open Championship Tournament. For more information, head on over to galesburgmartialarts.com. Once again, if you'd like to advertise on my website, please reach out to me. Maybe you've got a cool seminar or tournament coming up. Maybe you've published a book and you're interested in getting a review or spreading the word. Or you might just want to get a hold of me to let me know how I'm doing. Whatever the reason is you want to contact me, you can email me at adam at adambockler.com. I hope you enjoyed this show. As always, be sure to subscribe to my latest updates at adambockler.com. Or hey, like Adam Bockler on Facebook, would you? Thanks to Kim Aldis once again for being on the show. Thanks to BJ Aberly for the music. And thank you for listening. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Adam Bockler.